Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, tennis fans. Welcome to the Yellow Ball Network. This is where you'll find your tennis news. This is your host, Coach Denise, exploring tennis blessings and its effects on life's journey. Tennis is a wonderful sport, which could be the vehicle that takes you through life's journey. And our mentors, well, they might provide that roadmap for your journey. On most Thursdays, I am blessed to be talking with mentors who have paved the pathway for many tennis players and coaches. Who are these mentors? Well, most of them, and many of them, are authors like Alan Fox, uh, Coach Chuck Reese, uh, today's mentor, Coach Scott Williams, uh, people like Dr. Bryce Young, uh, energy coach Linda LeClaire, uh, Nick Saviano, uh, and uh, one of blessed to have often with us, Ashley Hobson, uh, Coach Ed Kras. Uh, well, the list goes on and on and on. It could take up half of the show if I went through the list. But we've been blessed to have many of the college and high school coaches and also people from the USPTA, the PTR, and USTA officials. And on occasion, we have other people from the racket industry. Uh, forget, uh, we had uh, paddle ball. Uh, uh, God, I can't think of Mike's last name right now. You have to forgive me, but I see... They're building more in Texas. We have it in Miami. They're up in New York State. Uh, so if it's to do with the racket and ball industry, we will uh, probably have you on that sometimes. Of course, the nice thing about Block Talk Radio and the Yellow Ball Network is you can listen at any time you choose to broadcast or any of on any of the uh, broadcasts on the network uh, on Wednesdays, there's uh, Coach Chuck Reese uh, has a broadcast on Sundays. Uh, American Tennis is now with uh, uh, Coach Randy Blumenthal. So uh, that's the great thing about Block Talk Radio is <clears throat> you can listen to uh, our broadcast or the other ones anytime you choose. I would like to thank the Yellow Ball CEO, J.P. Weber, for hosting our network. And if you're not following We Coach Tennis on Facebook, well, you're missing out on some useful information. Because I do believe Dr. King when he said, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter, each Thursday I will add my personal views on North American tennis. And naturally, you will hear my biased views that the tennis journey should be going through our high schools and colleges. Who knows? Together, we may wake up that sleeping giant called high school tennis. Time will tell. You've got to sit there this time of year at the end of the season. It's not just the winning and losing, but maybe you should be asking yourself, uh, is tennis in your high school and after-school activity or is it an after-school sport? Besides our weekly conversation, the almighty Willen, you will be able to continue reading my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. And as I have previously expressed, if you disagree, please email me at coachdenise.fhstca.att.net. Who knows, you may read your views in Florida Tennis Magazine or you may hear him one of, on one of our Coach Denise Sharon Tennis Blessings broadcasts. It would not be the first time that's happened. And I would also like to suggest if you, somebody has taken the last issue of Florida Tennis from your pro shop, they shouldn't all be gone now because they just came out last week. Uh, you can always go to uh, www.floridatennis.com and you can read the last issue there. And uh, you can read Jim March and my articles and some of the other information on our Facebook page at FL Tennis. We try to keep you abreast of what's going on between uh, the um, issues of tennis. Uh, if it's tennis, it's happening here in Florida. 
primarily it's happening all over, but I think I see our mentor on now. Hi, John. Scott, are you there? Yes, John. How are you doing? Good. I haven't introduced you yet, Scott. Let me do, uh, since you've been on, I think it's been a little while, but I think, uh, I'm not sure if you're familiar or not, but my commentary has been suggested, uh, I guess about six months ago, that I do it before rather than uh, after. And even old people like me are not uh, too old for change. So, let me do my commentary, and I will get to what you in a minute, okay? Terrific. Thank you, John. Okay. The commentary for April 18th. While I normally enjoy hearing or reading most of your comments each week, two of them I thought was especially interesting, and I thought merited further comments. So uh, let me go ahead with that. The first was about agreeing too much with my guests, and developing a critical view of USDA. The second was about being thankful that Jim Marks is keeping his thumb on me when writing my articles in Florida Tennis Magazine. Well, let me address the first one first. If I may, I would like to state that uh, if being critical uh, is a fault, then I plead guilty. For the last 30-plus years, I considered myself a loyal and faithful member of the organization and conducted many of their programs. Uh, So if if being critical is a fault, yes, I'm guilty. And I admit that it goes way back to those days in 1990s and the early 2000s when I spent eight years on the USTA Florida Board of Directors. Often critical and wanting to do a better job, I think like those members, like me, always supported the USTA, even when we did not get our view accepted. One of those positions I remember, and I still believe, uh, but I was not successful on, and and it was that ideas and programs and directions, uh, development should be moving up from our USTA sections rather than coming down from national. I think today more than ever, unfortunately, uh, we're being directed by our national uh, level uh, rather than uh, developing um, uh, programs, making mistakes at a regional and learning from them, but that's my view. The other comment or remark about being thankful that Jim March keeps his thumb on me might be more wishful thinking, but since each week on the Yellow Ball Network, I remind those listeners that if they have any remarks about the broadcast or about my articles, they should contact me at Coach Denise Sharon Tennis Lessons or Coach Denise.Florida, F-H-S-T-C-A at A-T-T dot net. Let me do that again. It's coachdenise.fhstca at att.net, and I will comment. So that's what I'm doing now. Since my first article in Florida Tennis Magazine in 2012, I uh, I owe and have learned much from the founder and editor, Jim Martz. He has reminded me of the need of the First Amendment, and that usually there are at least two sides of a story. I've been reminded that my opinion becomes more relevant when when it can be supported by facts. And he also suggests topics which which he feels might be interesting. Although in a former life I wrote basketball scores and, and short basketball stories for a newspaper in Connecticut, Jim taught me some of the tools of journalism. Although I must admit, He has still not achieved success in mastering my grammar or shortening stories, but he's still working on it. It has never been suggested, though, that I do not address a certain issue, nor have I ever felt restricted about addressing an issue or about coaching. Excuse me, that's something in my throat there. Although I am still blessed to get requests for tennis lessons, but due to age and health, 
I spend less time on the tennis courts than desired, especially after reminding some of those people that I'm not a hitting partner anymore but a coach. But like many who have studied Western civilization, I am still searching for the truth. But thanks to the Bible, I have an advantage over Aristotle, Plato, or Socrates and know that telling a lie is not acceptable or necessary because the Almighty has given us meaning in other ways. As I have told my high school tennis teams for the 20 years I coached, I will never tell you a lie. I always followed that by saying, I will tell you the truth as Coach Denise perceives it. It is your job to question and test my remarks. I think it's true today, and I think it's something you should do is test not just my remarks or everybody else's. It's your advantage. Coach, I'm blessed to have you on. It's been too long, Scott. Scott, well, have you, I George. lost you? Oh, no, I'm here. Thank you so much. Well, I guess Great to be uh, on the show again. Yeah, well, it's been uh, too long, but you're busy and uh, the Almighty works uh, in, uh, well, I say strange ways. It strange us sometimes, but it's not strange to him, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> those of you, uh, I've been blessed to uh, know Scott for quite a while. Uh, but most of you, I'm sure, um, you know, know about his uh, books, uh, probably especially uh, Serious Tennis, know about uh, working with some of the top ATP pros and the development of uh, players. I'm not sure if everybody knows his involvement in uh, high school uh, tennis. And, uh, you know, well, last year you were – Twice, uh, your son and your daughter carried you for the USTA father and <laughs> son and father and daughter championship, right? That is correct. They are doing a good job of carrying their dad, and he's not light. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there's so much more that um, people uh, need to know, and that's why I, you know I appreciate you uh, finding time. Uh, especially after finding out you had to make a trip out to Colorado. But, uh, you know, the tennis journey is a funny journey, and I think sometimes we are all guilty of uh, thinking too much about the pro players and developing top players. And uh, uh, really uh, coaching is important at all levels, and, I like that one time you were, uh, you used to use a phrase, uh, I think it was with the Fellowship of Christian Athlete Tennis, uh, uh, coaching champions of all ages. And I always fell in love with that because uh, it's important that, that to work with people at all ages. And too often I hear people say, well, I only work with a serious, you know, competitor and everything. But, uh, uh I'd like you to just, uh, uh, if you would, go through with your coaching philosophy and uh, and what you're doing now, uh, especially now that's coming to the end of the high school season. What are you going to be doing, and uh, what should we look forward to? Well, thank you, John, and again, wonderful to be on the show. Um, I always learn a lot of new things when I'm listening to your program and your guests. And uh, it's just fantastic as always uh, what you've done in the game of tennis, both as a coach, teacher, and uh, broadcaster. And uh, it's just wonderful. So I'm always grateful to you and Bobby for all the hard work you put in behind the scenes and especially what you've done in um, high school tennis here in the state of Florida. In regards to my coaching philosophy, over the years, um, it ties in really with the theme that I was going to talk about, which I've been discussing with my tennis team ever since uh, we ended season last year in 2018. And that is that man has plans in his heart, but God directs his steps. 
and that comes from uh, the book of Proverbs, 16, uh-huh. verse 9. Uh-huh. And oftentimes, um, when we start off as coaches, we have plans, and our plans are to um, start off as teachers and to get certified and to share the game of tennis with others. And then as we learn more facets of the game, uh, we move into coaching and um, we start to approach our students with the mindset of, well, this is what I'm going to share with you today. Um, at least that's how I started. And uh, I would have uh, lesson outlines made out and uh, practice outlines laid out. And um, I felt very organized and uh, well, very proficient at what I was doing. And um, the longer I was in the business, I learned that it was less about me and everything about the person that was standing in front of me. And so um, one of the first principles I really believe in um, as a professional tennis coach slash director slash teacher um, slash dad is that um, we are here to serve others and uh, we're here to share um, and to assist uh, those people who are standing in front of us. So, yes, the philosophy from Fellowship of Christian Athletes um, that I started years ago at the King's Academy still is prevalent. Um, we work with students of all ages and all backgrounds, from five-year-olds all through, well, my oldest student, Milt uh, Satner, is 85 years old. And um, I'm really inspired by all ages, Um uh, because the uh, opportunity to serve others is a wonderful thing, and it's a humbling thing. Um, and so now lessons will start off with, obviously, the most important question, what are you here for? What can I help you with? And uh, from there, then, you know, the knowledge can be shared and the exercises can be um, organized. And uh, it's not to say you don't go to practice with a plan. You do a uh, framework, but you you want to find out what are the needs of the people right in front of you. Right. Yeah, that's important because you don't know what the Almighty is uh, plan and why they put uh, them in front of you. And, uh, God, I remember must be almost five years ago when you were on the board of the Florida High School Tennis Coaches Association with me, and I was trying to get a um, – somebody to do this broadcast. I thought we needed a young voice and somebody uh, to get out there and uh, talk to everybody. And uh, and I guess it was a pain in a lot of ways trying to get to tell people, this is what you should do, what you should do. And you and I forgot who else had said, well, Coach, why don't you just do it and start it off and maybe, uh, you know, maybe this is what yeah. the Almighty wants. And here we are four years later. Uh, they, they, I became smart enough to realize that my voice is not a radio voice. Uh, all the all the objections <laughs> I had were all real, but if I bring the right guest on the program, people that love this game, and the people that I consider mentors of the uh, game, then, uh, you know, here I am four years later and still uh, doing this. So, uh, but don't lie, I know my voice is terrible. You know, it's very interesting because when I was flying over to Germany this year to launch um, our first Haas intensive training camp at the Oktoberfest at – the beautiful club down in the Munich, uh, Ifitos, um, where the BMW Open is held. I was uh, going through the movie selection, and I saw um, the story of Mr. Rogers, Would You Be My Neighbor? And it's very interesting when you watch that. And I watched that story twice flying over to Munich and once flying back because I was so moved at how this man used uh, – television to educate to share love and you know to um to teach others um in some very difficult times uh in our country's history and uh it was just a remarkable documentary i highly recommend it 
and um, it addressed, you know, all facets of what Mr. Rogers believed. Uh, he was a minister, which I had never known, and um, his style of, you know, uh, helping others was so loving and caring that um, you never got the sense that he was a minister. He just, you could just hear his heart and, and see how he expressed himself. And I think that's another great quality for us as coaches to have is to, um, to share the love and our passion for the game uh, in such a way that everyone feels successful. Everyone feels that they can do it no matter what age. And it's so true because you don't know how it's going to affect them later on. Uh, sometimes uh, I, I think we measure our successes the wrong way. Uh, and as coaches, it's easy to get caught up with measuring successes of individual uh, people achieving certain things. Uh, I always said the rewards of coaching, the real pay for coaching comes back when you're my age. And you're getting cards, and you're getting invitations, or at Christmas time to have somebody uh, coming back and taking me to uh, lunch. And he's in a high position. I won't embarrass him anything. Was the number one player on my team. Was the number one student in the school, but never was great enough to be to go to the University of Pennsylvania on a tennis scholarship. But he gets his position meeting his boss on the uh, tennis uh, court. So you just never know how you're going to affect somebody. No, that's very, very true. And it's also fine, I feel, as a leader and a coach, um, sometimes not to uh, have the answers. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that I found has been especially true um, the longer I've been involved with the game the more I know what I don't know, which is pretty much everything. I'm always open to learn, and and, um, and I want my students to be open to learn. And uh, I think the beginning of this journey with this particular um, thought that man has plans in his own heart and the Lord directs his steps started last year with my senior, uh, Christian Johnson, who graduated, telling his family his friends who were signing off to go on different sports to different schools, telling them all, I'm not going to go to college this year. I want to work on my tennis game for the next year and then see if I can play college tennis. Now that was the beginning of a very interesting journey because I found that quite courageous on his part just to even stand up and really express that that's what he wanted to do because his parents are like, well, I think the sooner you get better in the school, you'll the better. Um, let's don't wait. We don't want you to end up, you know, having to do a service job because you have to. Um, and, you know, that's not necessarily the case anyway. There's a lot of people who have not gone to college and done very, very well, such as Larry Ellison. And I can name a whole number of people. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, he turned out, he ended up doing financially very well in his life. And, um, but what's really exciting is um, after sitting down with Christian and his parents, we agreed to go on a six-month trial, and uh, in part because we didn't want him to lose potential scholarship monies that he could receive, you know, in that course of the year. The next thing then Christian stated was that he wanted to, play tennis in North Carolina. Now, knowing that Wake Forest, you know, number one school in the nation um, in college tennis, and, uh, you know, you've got just a number of great programs up there, Duke, and I thought to myself, if if I was a pilot in an airplane, you know, this is an extremely short runway. And again, um, as much as I have faith that, you know, God can make anything happen in a person's life, as we're reminded in the book of Mark 11, 23, and 24, which is a great scripture I shared in 2011 with my team, which is, have faith for whoever shall say unto this mountain, be moved and cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in their heart, then these things too shall come to pass. So that scripture is my all-time favorite, and um, 
in 2011, our girls team ended up winning the Florida State Championship at St. Andrews after a 16-year hiatus of not winning state championships. So the girls bought in, um, I bought in, and uh, they did it. But uh, coming back to Christian, I was, uh, you know, I, I thought, my goodness, North Carolina, six months, um, let's go to work. So in the interim, one of my coaches was down in Florida working with his daughter, and uh, his wife was working in the hospital down here as a nurse. And um, we had just agreed over a course of two months to work together to manage some clubs and, and to continue to build out that side of our business. And um, it seemed like everything was going great. And then the next thing I know, um, Jim Lavender, uh, who's been a friend of mine for years, called me and said, listen, I don't want you to be mad, but I've taken a college coaching job for a men's and women's team. And I said, well, that's fantastic. Where is it? And he goes, well, it's near Asheville, North Carolina. It's called Montreat <laughs> College. Oh. Now, in addition, his daughter had already practiced with Christian because we were working out of the same club. So as Jim took the job at Montreat College, um, he vacated his home, which happened to be 4.5 miles away from the King's Academy in West Palm Beach, where I've now been coaching for my second year. And my family and I moved into his home. And Christian Johnson, my number one boy, is now playing position number two for him on his college team in North Carolina. Wow. Just just one of many examples where um, it's okay if you don't know when you embark on something how it's going to turn out. That's perfectly fine. Uh, You can be a quick study. You can do everything to the best of your ability, but ultimately um, watch where the opportunities are. And if, if the Spirit's telling you that you should be going a direction, then do so go in that direction. Um, that's that voice in your, in, in your heart that says, you know, pick up the phone, call that person, um, apply for that job, uh, you know, introduce yourself. Don't hold back. If you feel that, go ahead and do it. Definitely do that. That's how I originally met Nick Politeri. So I'm standing at the top of uh, some bleachers at the 1988 Open, watching Horace Goff and Jim Courier, his student. And I saw him at the top of the bleachers, and, and that the spirit led me and said, go introduce yourself right now. Do it. Walk up those bleachers. And I'll be honest, I got up there, I was shaking. I was, I was so nervous to introduce myself to him. And fortunately I did, and ended up working with Nick for eight Fantastic years and uh, being his right hand yeah, man, his private ski instructor. Too, right? What's that? I says, and then you worked through with Tommy Hoster there, and you know you two have been friends since. That's right. Yep. No, we uh, we sure did. So again, um, you know that's uh, the Holy Spirit leading us, uh, leading me to to Nick which then led me to um, Coach Greg Hill, uh, who was a, a family from North Carolina and his entire family. And then we uh, basically uh, met Tommy, and then we became a tripod of brothers, if you will, living together, training together, Tommy and Greg being doubles partners, uh, winning the Eddie Herr um, on a consistent basis uh, beating the best doubles players in the world in the juniors um, including the Bryans and Max Murney uh, all great friends now and people we've known for years and uh, yeah no it's just been an amazing journey and uh, again uh, something that uh, I had plans to when I first started teaching tennis at 18 years old to teach tennis and then then the Lord led me step by step from Washington State down to Florida. And once I got to Florida, I've now lived here in Florida longer uh, than I lived in Washington as a result. And met my wife here, have two beautiful children, 
which we've noted are now carrying their dad on the tennis court. And it's, uh, it's truly amazing to, to watch it unfold and important to document it too, you know, so you, you can start to see the, the connecting points. Yeah. Well, we're blessed that uh, Almighty decided to send you our way uh, because you've been so helpful to when I was uh, running the uh, FHSTCA, and, and I, I thank you. Yeah, if you have an interesting thing, uh, uh, we, we I haven't seen you in a while. I keep teasing my wife Bobby that uh, we haven't seen you because you're afraid that. Kidnap uh, uh, Jasmine and Jaden. She comes by. She loves her so much. I love her too, but she's just a character. But you've done something that, uh, well, i got to be careful how I uh, phrase this because my daughter uh, gave me the, the devil um, right on the show two years ago. Uh, but you coaching your son and daughter, would you like to, and I don't, you know, it's up to you, talk about some of the advantages and disadvantages of that? Absolutely. I mean, you know, people often ask me, um, can you work with your children? Can you, bigger question a lot of times is, can you teach your wife? Okay, that's a separate subject. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. The, uh, no, my wife, you know, we always chuckle because I think years ago I said, you're uncoachable. And she said, yes, you're right. I am. <laughs> and, and that's okay. <laughs> the end of that conversation. <laughs> yeah, she just ended it. Yeah. And that's why. I remember uh, on the court, I always thought it was funny because I always, and it's funny, I always wanted to bring women into the coaching with me. And I did in uh, later years. But uh, I remember in most of my uh, evening clinics and everything, there'd be more women than men, and the men would be out there taking notes and the women instruction. I remember a gentleman saying to me one time, if I talk to my wife the way you do to those women, she wouldn't listen to me. Why do they listen to you? So it's, uh, yeah. it's a funny okay. uh, thing. No, absolutely. And... Uh... You know, 23 years in, um, I can I can say I love my wife, and uh, I'm very grateful uh, that in many ways she's been a wonderful counterbalance to um, my passion that I have with tennis. And uh, so when it comes to working with my children, my answer is absolutely um, yes. My daughter is uh, requires a cooperative style. So in 2016. When we were uh, battling to win the Florida High School, uh, sorry, the uh, father-daughter state championships for the first time at the Marisol Club here in West Palm Beach, I remember um, I ran to cover a shot and I, I yelled, "You've got it!" You know, as she was switching sides, and um, she turned and looked at me and she goes, "Dad, stop yelling at me." <laughs> and, <laughs> And I just, you know, I got, I started to smile, and I didn't say another word. I really didn't. And funny with her, I don't really need to. Um, I, I think uh, being that you know, I've worked with her since she's five, um, and we have chosen a student athlete pathway, um, which I'm very grateful for because uh, one, uh, I think after all the years of, you know, working um, on the tour and at the academy and and things. Um, as, as much as I expect one day I'll go back out to do that, um, I wanted to have a, a family and um, to make sure that, uh, you know, we really focused on our faith and our family and uh, work and, and things together and schoolwork. And uh, I didn't want to be an absentee dad. So um, I've really enjoyed the student-athlete pathway. I think it's a, a very viable way for um the youth of today, which I'm extremely impressed with on all levels. I'm just, I really am. Um, I think our country is in fantastic shape going forwards. And uh, I think there's a very, very bright future with our youth um, that I've seen been able to work with. Uh, but uh, yeah, my daughter, cooperative style, don't raise my voice. 
My son, however, is just the opposite. And um, he responds, and he's taught me over the years uh, that it's a command, more of a command style. Um, he does like things mapped out very much in detail uh, before we start. And um, he does look to me to uh, have that plan uh, ready for him. And I think uh, the, the more detail that's involved, the better for him. So, um, but he has no problem with me raising my voice and giving him a good, what I call injection um, before he goes out to compete. And uh, of course the key when coaching your children is to uh, the duration is very important. I think it's very, very important to help them to understand it's their journey, not yours. So I always tried not to um, talk or express any of my views about tennis with them. And I know that sounds funny, but um, I want it to be their journey. And I'm just along again to assist. So if there's something I can do, registering them for a tournament, taking them, of course, um, I'm going to give them feedback after their match, but do it in a loving way and in a timely way that it's never a forced thing. And if they don't feel good or they're hurt, um, and it's one of those situations where, you know, it's just not meant to, to be happening, that's absolutely fine. You know, so I, I never want them to think that uh, tennis is the only thing that, that matters to me um, or to them because it's it's fits into the bigger picture of life and uh, you know the enjoyment of life so that's what's that's how we've approached it i'm interpreting what you're saying as uh then that you're still called by part of the team but you have to be the parent you are the parent there and as a parent you know each child is different like we're all different and you want to work to their strengths. So I I wonder if that's much different. I know I got beat up a few months ago about coaching what I called under Judeo-Christian philosophy. And so I was asked, what do you have to believe that to coach? Well, I think you could be tough at times. As a matter of fact, just recently on the uh, court working with two high school boys, I worked with and I gave them uh, and two great uh, young men, uh, gave them a homework assignment. It came back. It was obvious they didn't do it. They just, you know, didn't look at it. And I jumped all over them. I said, I'm not even going to ask you if you did what I told you because I know you didn't. You've demonstrated that you didn't. And I got in their face pretty good. And um, a woman, <laughs> and I, I can't remember names, but my wife's 10 and under uh, program with District 15 and NJTO, she says, I don't believe him. And she says, he's a different guy when he works with the 10 and under. I've never heard him raise his voice before. <laughs> But I mean, and I, I don't. I think because you raise your voice doesn't mean you don't love them. I mean, uh, there's a time and place for everything, and you got to know who the individuals are. So, I think the parent and and you, I see as 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 important as the coaching and you, and maybe and I, I don't know which which is more. Or am I yeah, misreading no, the whole thing? No, no, no. You're absolutely right. I mean, um, first and foremost is our relationship with God. And that's if I prioritize what I want my children to know the most about and to care the most about, that for me is number one. Because um, let's be honest, it's, it's, it's hard in this day and age to know when you're in a relationship with God and when you're not. And um, there's a lot of distractions that are constantly vying for your attention and uh, to bring yourself back and, and to, again, every day on a daily basis, start your day off with God, not on your cell phone, not doing your studies, but start off with God, spending time with God, even in just an easy conversation. 
uh, just like you and I are having. I think that's that's number one. From that, then, how does that relationship um, help us as a family? And that's number two. And so what is it that we can learn um, from God about enriching our lives and other people's lives as a family together? And then, you know, that we go to schoolwork and uh, to tennis um, and, and balancing those, you know, all those areas um, on a weekly and then monthly and annual basis. So, you know, if, if there was, um, I, I think I've been very clear with my children that that is what dad can offer. Um, there's a lot of things that, you know, other dads can offer. But in my case, uh, those are the areas that I want to, you know, really excel and do the best I can in providing them information in those areas. Um, and, and those uh, you are know, the things uh, that you get reminded of. Go ahead. I'm sorry. What were you saying, John? I'm, I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just thinking those were the things that uh, – you know, you get reminded of that you need sometimes. Uh, uh, like I said, I was careful how I phrased that because I made the mistake of, and that's is someone I said I never coached, you know, my children because I always, you know, did, did, did things in the school and on the different teams, and I worked I always told everybody I was I was the other John Denise uh, job in the school of tennis. I worked for my son, but uh, in uh, former life in uh, basketball, I was I was telling people on the show. My after the show, my daughter calls up and says, "I'm very disappointed in you, Dad." So I said, "Oh my God, that's the last thing I, in my life I'd want to do." Was, disappoint you and you know what did I do and she says I was listening to your broadcast I said well I told you I'm lousy and she said but dad you said you never coached your children and we think about coaching as you know being blessed to work with Tom Fish and some of these other people with my son and you think about coaching but my daughter recreational on a Saturday league my son and I had worked with them and we were blessed to have a person on there, I think his I'm not sure if his last name or first name was Anthony, but anyway, he went on to play for Syracuse in the New York Knicks. So my daughter was on that team. She was a good athlete. And uh, we had, she reminded me that on that team, I mean, you know, good players make great coaches out of us. And he was so good, you know, rather than win every game, we could have won every game by like 50 or 60 points. So every time he made a basket, he had to pass the ball and somebody else had to make a basket before he could score again. And at times wow. my daughter would sit there and say, why don't you, you know, give him a break. And she reminded me that there were two games that everybody on that team scored, every single player. And you know, after college, she stopped playing sports, and she's a very, very successful business person. And uh, you know, it was important to remember that coaching. And I truthfully have to admit that I had forgotten. I started thinking coaching is a special thing to special people. It ain't the case. You don't know how you're going to affect other people. And uh, it just so I don't use that term. I never coach my uh, kids no more because she. Yeah, she she corrected you. Yeah, and you know they uh, look how they've turned out, and it's just amazing and uh, something you can be very proud of, and that's your legacy. Yeah, it was in your children. So that's right. No, it's it's a wonderful thing, and um, you know I loved your comment too about students who reach out to you and uh, they say, you know, thank you and invite you out to lunch and um, they, they, they never forget. And I, I'm amazed always at the detail that they remember everything as well. Yeah. Uh, what the match scores were, who they were playing against, uh, which court they were on, um, you know, the bus ride up, what we did after the match to celebrate and uh, just remarkable. So, 
that's that's how impactful our role is for sure. And um, the one, other, the one say, thing that yeah. I've often uh, said, and you, uh, and, and somebody, one of the comments I had so many authors on there, maybe because uh, you know the little book I wrote years ago. You guys do such a great uh, uh, job, and you're uh, great. And, but I, I think the one thing that to me is so, um, I don't, I won't say. Uh, Memorable, but I, I think you just the willingness to sit there and go out and be so universal like you do to to work with uh, at one day, at one level, and then work with another day and another level, and then to give your time like you do. Uh, those are that's why I say that mentors are just so important. We all stand on the shoulders of somebody else. And a mentor doesn't have to be older than you. And I, uh, I've been commenting on some people say, I've seen you like things on Facebook, and I've heard you contradict what they're saying. Well, I like to have young people going out there and testing themselves. And I don't have to agree with everything they say, and you don't have to agree with everything they say, but they should go out there and test their own metal. And I think you have to learn who you are, before you can be a good coach. And, 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 you know, there's no substitute for time, unfortunately, and we don't know how much time uh, we're going to have. So we have to use it properly. Absolutely. And um, one of my uh, new favorite books that I've been reading is uh, Brad Gilbert's I've Got Your Back. It came out. Oh, it's fantastic. Just fantastic. And he talks about that very role about how much he learned from working with Andre Agassi and Andy Roddick in the uh, 90s. Right. And how as much as he was mentored by his coach, um, he was mentoring those young men in their games and bringing them up, but they were also at the same time mentoring him. Um, And I just thought it was a wonderful comment. In addition, um, the other thing that he said uh, mentioned in the first chapter is that a coach can not just be a great boss, teacher, or leader, but he also must be a protector. True. A protector. And that's someone um, I've always taken that role very seriously um, in the sense that um, we are gatekeepers to these children's souls. It's very important mm-hmm. that um, the information that we're giving them is not just, oh, how to hit forehands and backhands and how to win matches. No, 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 no. It's, it's far more than that. And um, it's, it's life mentoring and, um, you know, discussing uh, tough subjects such as uh, should you as a successful tennis player be loaning money to people that ask you for it because they've known you for a long time. Right. Um, uh, the an- you know, my answer to that would be no, don't do that. Yeah, um, it's not to say you can't do charity work and things like that. That's a different subject. But I am saying that uh, you know the world um, has been around for a long time, and there are some things that have been proven um, that work and that don't work. <laughs> and so uh, the more that we can learn about those through our own experiences. Um, and share that wisdom, you know, with our players, uh, the, the better. And I think they appreciate that. No, no, right. Things that they can do for themselves, we got to make sure they do it. And when we give somebody direction, they can say you have to have this back. I remember when I first started telling people, you know, the high school players, uh, it's your job to ask questions and to check it, not just with me, but your teachers, anybody. We're all going to give you the truth as we perceive it. Well, the first couple of years, um, you know, everybody at that age don't address people the way they should, and teacher, they'd come in and tell the, you know, well, Coach Denise said that, and so you you better sit there and talk to this student, and then you've got to explain to the teacher 
you know, this is probably my fault. I'll explain it again to them. But I, you know, if they didn't swear at you, if they weren't saying something, you know, challenge you in front of the class, do you understand where we're coming from? I want the kids to know. Uh, I do have a problem. I'm not as optimistic as you are about our youth, and I don't blame it on the youth. Uh, I'm just weary that uh, we're teaching more to test today rather than teaching subject matter. And, uh, you know, and Mm -hmm. learning, education is important, but wisdom comes from learning and talking to people and asking questions and and making uh, mistakes, Uh, you know. So after a while, after the first couple of years, if somebody did come and do that, and it was was a freshman or something, they go, oh, you're on the tennis team, aren't you? So, uh, but, I mean, you've got to look to protect the backs of the people, like you were saying, and, if I did present a potential problem for uh, the student and the players, then it was my responsibility to take the time and go see that teacher. Yep. No, that's very, very true. And I think it's, um, I think there's also a point in when mentoring um, where you realize that uh, God might be redirecting your steps and, um, that you may have offered everything you possibly can to that player at that given time. And a good example of that was in 96 when I I shared that very thing with uh, Greg Hill and Tommy Haas, who again were um, some of the best juniors uh, from Germany and the U S coming up. Greg was uh, number nine in the nation and uh, Nick Saviano, who's been one of your guests, you know, said to, to Greg, listen, I think you have the best return in the nation, um, which he went on to prove on many occasions with Tommy, who is obviously one of the best players from Germany. Um, but I remember saying to them in 1996, hey, boys, I think I've given you everything I possibly can, and it's time for us to take a break. And I then went off to Germany to work with uh, Dr. Meyer Volden, who was the manager of Boris Becker and his family, and uh, to have that wonderful experience. Um, and Greg and Tommy went on to continue to compete, but of course they knew I was there with them, and uh, that never changed. And then in 98, um, I guess it was 98, 2000, you know, I started going back out with the boys and helping them because uh, we both, we all knew uh, how much our relationship meant and how it really could continue to help um, them grow and become the best players that they could be. So, uh, and they're friends and, you know, very close to this day. That's important and trust. And it's not an easy thing to do, you know, uh, I think those are the things that make coaches, uh, certain coaches, uh, special. It's a it's a title used, and I, uh, I remember when I had our athletic st- uh, director, Mr. Stutsky, I would always call him Coach. One of the principals one time say, "Doesn't he know your name?" And uh, Mr. Stutsky said, <laughs> "The principal." To him, coach is a special meaning, and he doesn't use it even when he's talking to some coaches. He's got to respect that, and he's going to and the principal. Uh, and that's truthfully what I decided that I was going to get out because there was a change in the system, and I could see it happening. And um, you know, maybe I'm just get, when getting old. You get lazy, I guess. You try not to, but I'm thinking, dude, how long do I want to keep fighting uh, the battle? And, uh, you know, some battles uh, are just longer battles because, uh, well, I had my article in the summer issue of Florida Tennis Magazine is going to get a lot of people upset with me, but, uh, you know, I think the, the Lord has told me that, you know, I've got to say it. So, we're going to address uh, education and coaching, and uh, and I think it's related to tennis. Uh, 
you know I just don't I, I just don't think that there's many shortcuts that are worthwhile taking and uh, uh, that's why I enjoy talking with you so much because I think you have a a brighter outlook in the future than I do, and I need that so selfishly uh, uh, <laughs> tell people I get more out of doing this <laughs> than I than I get. Well, I wouldn't say you have a negative outlook. I I definitely am with you in the sense that I don't think that just learning about knowledge is enough. So I think there's wonderful. Um, institutions out there that focus on their knowledge base only. And I'm a firm believer, and I'm very fortunate to work at the King's Academy in West Palm Beach, where they do a fantastic job of combining knowledge plus wisdom. And, um, you know, if you recall, um, wisdom is what the King Saul asked for. Right. He had his choice of anything he wanted, and he said, "Grant me wisdom." Right. And um, that's a wonderful thing. So wisdom is you know, going. It's, it's funny um, we uh, talk. Uh, I, I just finished uh, a book uh, about uh, the brain and switch your brain. And the doctor there, she's, uh, I can't remember her last name, one of the reasons I read the book, because I am worried about what my age and my short-term memory is getting bad. And she talks about, she puts everything into the Bible, uh, associating with the, the medical terms, which for a layman like me becomes easier because rather than sit there and tell you what that portion of the brain is, I could relate. But it's interesting, one of her final statements is that uh, the uh, science has uh, finally is now catching up to the Bible, and we're, we're learning and understanding why it's the main book that should be read. And I thought it was uh, very, very interesting. Uh, so... For those of you that wonder, uh, do you have to be a Judeo-Christian to uh, be a coach? No, you don't have to. Uh, uh, but I, I do think there's advantages of just having that training and understanding and uh, that reasoning. Scott, we've gone through a whole broadcast just about. You have two minutes uh, left in the broadcast. If you do me a favor, tell the people how to get a hold of you, and then tell them whatever you want. You're going to end the broadcast today, and we just have to get back on doing this more often again. Yeah, no, I'm more than happy to, John. Um, I think in closing, what I I feel is very, very important, something I've learned recently, is that um, words of encouragement and positive thoughts are from God, and negative, negativity and negative thoughts are from our adversary. And um, in other words, um, you know, make that choice. Uh, gravitate towards the, the positive in situations. And uh, sometimes, you know, my wife will say in a rather serious situation, Scott, you know, you're making a joke out of this. And I'm not doing it to do it in a hurtful way. I'm trying to lighten the impact of what can be a very serious situation. And I think that's so important for us in life to do because um you know negativity uh it 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 dims us and um it it goes deeper in the sense that uh we're reminded in, in matthew 18 verse 18 that what is bound on earth is bound in heaven what is loosed on earth is loosed in heaven and so to bind things to be negative about things um to be down uh that means that we're bound and uh, that does not mean that we're able to function well. So to lose things, to say, I forgive you, uh, to go shake that person's hand and look them in the eye and say, you know what? I don't agree with you at all. I don't appreciate what you've done, but I forgive you. And uh, I'm going to love you and regardless. You know, I'm, I'm going to show you love and respect regardless. And uh, I think that's the most important thing I can share with the listeners. Um, you know, if they're teachers and coaches and uh, parents, 
uh, just look for the positives in, in every situation. Well, Scott, you have a blessed trip out there, and I look forward to seeing you soon. And um, we've, uh, we've got to just make sure it's not, we, not this long in between the next time we have you on because uh, uh, I'm sure the rest of the people appreciate you like I do, but I need your help to, to stay positive too. So God bless you, <laughs> and uh, we'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Love to you, Bobby. God bless you. Bye-bye.